two on one. Stone with Stevenson. Stone stops, shoots, he scores! The double fist pump, the high five with White Cloud, the embrace with Stevenson, short-handed goal, the captain, Mark Stone. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at lvsportsnetwork.com. Misfits to champions. The Vegas Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup in 2023. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Never get told the lead up to the old show and conversations with Chris Chapman as we bounce things back and forth. And it never fails. At the last possible second, there's always a question. And I can't answer the question. Not because I don't know the answer to the question. It's because we have to start the show. And then when we get into the show, like we are right now, I don't really know if what's supposed to happen is going to happen because Chapman asked me a question at the last possible second. But welcome into the VGK Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, uh, VGK Insider Show in the Fox Sports uh, Las Vegas, Finley Chevrolet Studios, home of the... There you go. So, do we think we're on the same page regarding what's going to happen in this first hour? You know, I'm laughing because I don't think you could have described the situation any more perfect nope. than, than that. I mean, it's so true. Like... My fingers are crossed that everything will go right, but... Uh, I told you something. You said yes to that. Yes. And then at the last second, you raised doubt in it. Well, in my mind, as my mind starts wandering, I do realize that in the past, we have had some issues doing this because um, we, we... Well, long story short, there, for whatever reason, the, the phone situation is very strange. On our end. So is this because you can't dial out? No, no. I think I could dial out. But in the past, when I've called this person, we've had a problem with them answering. Oh, even, answering the phone. Even though they're expecting right. our call. So it's it's Darren Elliott. Yes. He's going to come on the program. The Olympian. The Olympian. You should, when you, uh, can we can we put him on the air as you connect with him? Well, if, it, if he answers. Are we allowed to do that? I mean, I, I can. Like, like we call him live yeah, on the yeah, air? Yeah, I can do that. All right. Because I want you to ask <laughs> if the Olympian's there. Okay. Like don't don't ask for for Darren. Okay. Or don't say hey Elliot or anything like that. I want you to greet him with the in whatever way you want, but yes. it has to involve the Olympian. I wish I had the Olympic music now. I I don't think you're allowed to use it. Oh really? Oh, we get we'd get sued by the IOC, D- dude. Everything with the IOC <laughs> is protected. <They're laughs> I, I worked for OBS, the Olympic Broadcast Services, uh, and the IOC. Yeah. And I'm not sure I'm allowed to wear or use the clothing kit that they gave that I, I got <laughs> today. Oh I, I could during those two weeks. Yeah. I probably could for the rest of that year. But I, I don't know whether that continued in perpetuity. Like, like I, I, I constantly think of that commercial that I saw playing with LeBron James talking about Taco Tuesday, mm-hmm. how it's trademarked. And I, I keep thinking in my mind that Bob Costas is probably trademarked by the IOC. And anytime I mention Bob Costas, when you think 000. of the Olympics, what do you think of? Like first thing, the Olympic Games. I think of I think of the rings, like okay. the 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 the, the yeah. flag with the rings on it, and then the song. 
that is constantly playing. And then as a former track athlete, I think of Carl Lewis and Michael Johnson hmm. and Usain Bolt. There's a, there's a two of people that rankle me a little bit. Michael Johnson? Yeah. And but, but we we fixed his wagon. <laughs> Donovan Bailey? Yeah. In yeah. the, in the uh, a, a 150 meter sprint. I remember. And, and he pulled up. Pulled up. Oh, my hamstring, my hamstring, man. And then Donovan Bailey just gave it to him. Yeah. I, uh, after. And uh, then, that was at Rogers Center, uh, Skydome uh, in, in Toronto. And as far as Carl's concerned, can we just say everybody was a little greasy in that race? <laughs> In '88, can can we only just, only, can, only one of those guys got caught? Only though. one of those guys got yeah. caught. The Nazano, uh, I, I I remember that clearly, and and that was uh, Ben Johnson. Yes, who, who I've told you guys, like I, I would run into him in Markham, where I lived in in uh, Canada. Uh, he loved the same breakfast place that I would go to, and I'd pass him by. Me, that's. Ben what, 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 whatever happened to him? Like, like was uh, he? Because I don't think oh, he's he did like a bu- a, he did a bunch of stunts after. Well, he came back and then he got caught again. And yeah. Got, uh, so, so I'm not. I'm not saying he he wasn't dirty. He was dirty. But like he didn't go down the Marion Jones road where legacy destroyed and. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Absolutely. He, I think he tried to. He threatened to sue me one time. Ben Johnson. Yeah, or his agent did. Really? Yeah, he he came on the air with me in Toronto. Uh, I was part of Bob McCown, who works with John Shannon. Okay. Uh, so Good I was podcast. co-hosting with uh, with Bob McCown on the fan one day, and we had Ben on, and I was a little hard on Ben because he was doing something, and I went down a path uh, of of questioning, which was probably more stern or confrontational than he anticipated, and a day later, I was driving back into the city with my wife. And they were replaying that that interview, and I got a text saying, uh, uh, "Heads up, pursuing legal action." <laughs> no, it never. It never went anywhere. Yeah, because I think they were th- their idea was that I was being. Uh, I don't even know what the word is for it, but uh, I was casting him in a light that that uh, was legally unfair. Like I got caught cheating. Yeah, and I'm like, like, there's well, no light I, you I, could I, cast him. I in. don't think. No, it wasn't nice of me. In the sense of, like, I did go down that path, but um, uh, it was it was all true. Uh, it wasn't breaking news. Uh, let's let's give the Olympian a call. Let's see if this works because the Hall of Fame has announced inductees for 2023. We'll run those down for you today, and it's a great goalie class. This is a very underserved area of the Hall of Fame when it comes to goaltenders. Surprisingly, actually. But they made up for it today, big time, big time. So, so here it's ringing. Chapman, you do you do the uh, hellos, okay? Make sure you do that. Hello, hi. Is the Olympian there? <laughs> he is awesome, see, awesome. See? I got okay. someone on the phone who wants to talk to you. Hi, hi, Ellie. You're you're live on the air. Uh, we 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 took a chance because you're not a big use of profanity guy. Uh, we, we took a chance that we'd call you live on the air because Chapman, he, he loves, like we've started a movement with the Olympian. Like you, yeah. that's what you are. You are the Olympian. And, and when Chapman and I were talking earlier, uh, the first thing he said, I told him, said, Elliot's going to join us. And he said, the Olympian. Like, <laughs> are, you, does, it, it stuck. Something stuck that, that uh, you and I did together on the desk this year. No. Are are you? Okay? I've never asked you if you're okay with me 
introducing you as the Olympian or referring to you as the Olympian. Uh, are you are are you all right? I'm not changing, but I'm just wondering. No. With I'm I'm not. Don't get any idea that I'm going to switch this up. But I'm just wondering if you're okay with it. Uh, absolutely. Uh, it, it's. Uh... It's something to, that I'm very proud of. Um, I've been called a lot worse, that's for sure. Do you have anything from those Olympic Games? Oh, yes, I do. I've got. The, the, I still have the uh, uh, kind of the I would say Inuit jacket style that we wore in the uh, opening and closing ceremonies. I've got all kinds of stuff. Wait, where is that? Feet. Where is your opening ceremony, closing ceremony kit? It's uh it's red with uh you know you know native yeah. kind of uh drawings on the uh But where is it right scenes. now? Is it framed? Oh, right now it's in, in storage. It's in storage in in Henderson in our storage unit. <laughs> can I can you give that to me and and I will take it and get it framed for you? Oh, I I've got all kinds of stuff. Well, we we actually um Shannon Hogan who now works for uh, uh the Islanders yeah. She came over the, the I don't know what left twenty fourteen maybe twenty. Do you remember 18? everybody that stops by your house? You get that few visitors. <laughs> she came over to the house and we had laid it all out. We did a feature for it on uh, uh, for the Red Wings uh, pre and post game show. Um, so it was a it was a, she gave me another opportunity to walk down memory lane as the Olympian. Who knew? <laughs> I love it. I like the Olympics. I'm a, I'm an Olympic geek. I'm an Olympic yeah, games yeah. geek. Uh, and I've got to work some of them and I've watched them forever. One of my best sports memories was the 84 games in LA. Uh, those summer games, Steve Bauer, the cyclist and, and what he was yeah. able to do. And Victor Davis and the, the Canadian swimmers uh, were yeah, awesome. So, well, for me, one of my proudest things, I, I participated as a player in 84 and uh, I got to cover one in 06 in, in Italy as a broadcaster and uh, uh, where I uttered the uh, unbelievable save by Lundquist. He just became Henrik Lundquist. As really? he saved, the, saved the game uh, with a great save on the goal line as they won gold medal. So why didn't that nickname stick over the King? <laughs> I wonder <laughs> the King of New York versus Lundquist. I'm, <laughs> I'm think I'm going with the King of New York. See, see how, our conversations are so in tune with the path of the day because Henrik right. Lundqvist, Lundqvist is now mm-hmm. part of the Hockey Hall of Fame. And I wasn't planning on having you on to talk about this, but then the the, the class came out and we got three goalies in it. Uh, today's class right. is Ken Hitchcock, former coach, Pierre Lacroix, uh, builder, uh, and uh, great, uh, great hockey man with uh, Quebec and Colorado. Yep. And then you have Pierre Turgeon, an awesome human being uh, and a forward that uh, like had so many points, most points, I think, uh, among anybody not in the Hall of Fame. And then three goaltenders, Tom Barrasso, Mike Vernon, and Henrik Lundqvist. And it's interesting, Lundqvist is the one guy without the cup, but has other titles. Vernon right. and Barrasso have multiple cups, but it took them a while. Uh, how do you look at these three players? And, and uh, Brasso and Vernon are, are a little ways ago, and Lundqvist, uh, a first uh, first ballot Hall of Famer. Well, I was contemporaries in terms of playing at the same time as, as Vernon and Brasso. I don't mean contemporaries in terms of 
career accomplishments by a long shot. Oh, you're so, a southpaw like Barrasso. But, but, that's right. And when he came up out of high school and, and did that, I, w- I was like, what? He shocked everybody. He came out of high school hockey. Yeah. And, and, and for this Buffalo Sabres, set, set the league on its ear. Won the rookie of the year. Like, what? How won is the, that won the Vesna so, and the rookie of the year. Right. Like, how? Like, it wasn't even conceivable. Here I, you know, gone to college, played the Olympics, uh, played a couple years pro, and then here's Tom Barrasso. Just, oh, yeah, yawn. I can fire the puck. I can do this. I'm this. I'm that. It was incredible uh, to, to see it and experience it real time. Um, so, so uh, you know, I, I get his induction. Um, Vernie, tremendous, right? Is it, is it, you know, it, he had a long career and had some big moments as a little guy. Um, I don't know how he gets in ahead of Chris Osgood, um, another, uh, you know, a good friend of mine, obviously. I'll, I'll you know, full disclosure. Um, you know, Ozzy's the only one that, that I'm aware of that has over 400 wins and, and Stanley Cups and not in. Yeah, Andy um, Moog is right close to that, but I don't think he's got the actual four hundred. Right, right. I know. So it's it's you know it's it's one of those. Okay, what's the benchmark? What's the reality? But um, good for those guys. I would never take it away from anybody being um, inducted into the Hall of Fame. It means they had great careers, um, even if you're in the conversation. So Lundquist, he yeah. plays in the center of New York. is is the face of that franchise. is a good looking guy. has all yeah. the all the different outside interests that that draw people in. It was it was a no brainer. And Barrasso is the exact opposite. He was right. a pain in the butt. Prickly pear. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and that's being kind. I almost went oh, down the uh, the other the uh, other uh, side. Like he was at times a jerk with the media and it, it goes to show you what you do with the media, how you behave. And it's not just media members that are voting on this, but, uh, but sure. how, how you're perceived uh, as teammate, how, how you're perceived in the hockey world uh, will dictate if you're on the cusp of whether you get in or not. There's, there's politics from the first minute you get into any type of sports Minor hockey or yeah. minor soccer, uh, kids soccer, right up into the Hockey Hall of Fame for uh, the the ultimate uh, individual honor. Yeah, there's, that's you know we, we've we've lived it, um, we've seen it, um, we've witnessed it, and maybe there, you know that's uh, maybe you know citizenship uh, has to be part, of, sportsmanship has to be part of the uh, equation. It's hard to quantify, very subjective, but it's very real. What did you like about Mike Vernon, who won a cup in Calgary and uh, and was part of uh, that great Detroit Red Wing dynasty in the early going? Uh, the fact that he was able to uh, win a cup in Calgary when it was tough to do anything outside of watch Edmonton win cups, if you were a part of that uh, old Smythe division. Um, and he battled hard, and he uh, prevailed um, You know that season. Um, I just, he, he was, you know, he was a guy that wasn't very big in terms of stature, but was durable, played a lot, um, seemed to be, again, uh, on the other side of things in terms of being likable, right? He was a likable guy. Yeah. Um, he could be so, a hard guy to deal with. Like he, he didn't shy yeah. away from his opinion, but, but more softer edges. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and so, you know, I, I just liked him as a personality and again, as a guy that I played against um, quite a bit, um, 
Uh, and not that I played a lot, but, but it was in our division. So, I mean, nice to see guys from, from that era and that um, still being recognized for what they did in an era that wasn't, uh, wasn't kind to goaltenders, let's be honest. Tom Brasso, by the way, wore the equipment that is now very much uh, the foundation for today's equipment with the pads. And, and you wore them too, the Aeroflex, yeah. uh, those square yeah. things. And, and they, I, I thought they were the weirdest looking things uh, back in the day. And, yeah. and I say that in, with all due respect because you wore them as well. But the, all that technology is part of today's equipment. So that's kind of cool. And he, he, he worked with his gear constantly. Uh, what I loved about him was his confidence. When he graduated high school, his dad asked him, are you getting a, a high school ring? You're from senior class. And he said, nope. The only ring I want is a Stanley Cup ring. And he was, tot- <laughs> and he was totally serious about that. And then wins the Calder and and wins the Vesna and going straight from high school, which you don't do today, never mind back then. And then right. found his way with that star-studded Pittsburgh team and sort of managed to blend in with that group, which is kind of surprising given his reputation. Well, you, you blend in better when you win as a goalie. <laughs> yeah, you know? but he was um, but he was a big part of those teams. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I mean, you know, it's. Uh, well, you look. He, his comments even—he was even a caustic guy to his father. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So that—that—that's who he was. And, and so, on one side, it, it it didn't maybe ingratiate him to anybody, but it certainly seemed to, um, you know, make him a guy that was focused for success in his chosen field, and he certainly did that. Who's the uh, Who's the best out of those three? Like, who? Which guy do you take for one game between Lundqvist, Vernon? And Barrasso, and I'm the the layman would say Lundqvist all day long, and he's got the recency bias. But boy, yeah. Mike Vernon could battle, and that save off Pavel Burry in 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 in, right? in that run was epic. Uh, and Barrasso, like just the swagger that that guy had. Who yeah. who would you yeah, take? I, like I said, I I saw you know Vernie. I saw Mike Vernon battle so much. Um, I might have to give him the nod, um, mm. you know, and, and coming up big when, when it mattered most. Um, if you're looking at technique, you can't really compare across the, those eras <laughs> because the position has evolved uh, to, to such a large degree, and you'd have to give that kind of um, nod to, to Henrik Lundqvist, who really uh, uh, did so much in terms of refining his game. And he battled as well, let's be honest. He was a, he was a guy that really demanded a lot of himself and his teammates, um, and he played down and deep um, and became really proficient at it, and uh, uh, was so successful that he's first time uh, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer. The Olympians with us, Darren Elliott on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. You know, Henrik had to mature too, because oh yeah, uh, in in the early in his, his time in New York, he he took himself out of a couple of games. Like pulled himself, that yeah. didn't go over well with with some people, and and there were some questions about the uh, the mental uh, side of his game, and he had to get past that. Yeah, it was a, the, it was more of a, and then he, I, he would be tough on his teammates too, hmm. which is you know it's like yeah, everybody should be able to voice their opinion, but they don't always want to hear too much from the goalie. Just stop the puck, right? So so he had to Why kind of come that? into you know you, what what is it all about that yeah. you. 
that you, where do you fit in as, as a team leader? Um, and, and you can lead as a goaltender, but you, you have to pick and choose your spot just, just like anybody else who's a voice in the locker room. And I think he was a perfectionist. I mean, I, more than anything, I think that was what dr- drove him, and he had to mature to the point where it's like, well, I, I can't always impose those standards, A, on me and take myself out, or B, expect my teammates to do things a certain way all the, thing, all the time. Strive for it, yes, but it's not always going to be there, and you you got to pick your spots in terms of calling them out. Brasso could be intimidating. Uh, I will tell you a story about Lundqvist, though, because it's just as much in that category, but a slightly different angle. I did a panel with him in 2016 at the World Cup of yeah. Hockey, and uh, and he was uh, maybe five feet away from me. There's me and then four players, three or four players. That this is this is how this is how intimidating he was. I can't even remember how many other players there were, and I can't. I have no clue who the other players were. Who was the best dressed one on the panel? I, I, I couldn't take my eyes off the guy. <laughs> like he he is one handsome devil. <laughs> there you go. Like just as, as everybody's finding out now that he's. Uh, in the media and on the desk at uh, TNT, um, you know, throughout the playoffs and stuff, uh, he's uh, he's bringing in some new viewers for sure, and most of them are female. Yeah, and <laughs> and he's good at that the the TV stuff. He's, he's not just good. on there because he's suave. Uh, he he really is amazing at being able to translate the position, which is yeah. hard. You do a good job of it. Uh, you're able to. Uh, dumb it down for the rest of us and, and give us uh, sort of an inside peek. Lundqvist uh, is, is great at that as well. Well, you can tell he's done his homework, too, in mm-hmm. terms of uh, media, uh, being part of a panel, being part of a team. Um, because as we know, it's you know, you got four or five guys up there. Uh, you have to be able to say uh, something of, of meaning um, you know, in, in as few words as possible, very succinct. And I thought he did an excellent job, uh, as you said, of that. So uh, good for him, good ad for, uh, for for TNT. You you call it speaking sound bites? Yes, that's, that's what it's become. I just speak in sound bites. That, 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 Been doing I, it for so long. I know we'll be like we're talking to the producer. We'll be uh, getting ready for our intermission. The third uh, uh, period's coming up, and he'll say, uh, "It's okay. I got it. I speak in sound bites." <laughs> like okay, uh, you're good. Hey, um, congratulations on being part of a Stanley Cup championship organization. Was it emotional for you this past week? You know, it really was. Um, so I don't know how many people. Um, you, you know, uh, Heather Clayton, colleague of ours, mm-hmm. uh, CFO in the office. Uh, very important she, person. Uh, I, important I call her person, VIP. With, you call her CFO. I call her very, very important person. And. You know, when, when the uh, final buzzer went and the guys were congregated behind the net, that was at our end where, where we were sitting. And it was with uh, my daughter and uh, my wife, Meredith, and my daughter, Jillian. And uh, I cried. My first reaction was tears of joy. Who knew? I didn't know that was coming. <laughs> but but it was like a life. All I could think of was a lifetime in hockey. And I, I, I would never touch the cup. I, I followed all those. Old taboos and never was even close. Uh, did six finals as a broadcaster. I uh, had lots of fun, lots of great memories, lots of parties. This was different. And then from there, uh, once once uh, I got a grip, um, it was, uh, yeah, let's have some fun with it. And I sure did. And and you know what? Fun for 
thanks to the players, uh, the organization, the coaching staff, um, because let's be honest, it's about them. And then we're removed to the roles that we have, um, but we're part of it, no doubt about that. And so is the community. So is everybody in this community that, that, that uh, you know, supported the, the, the Vegas Golden Knights. And it's like we won the Stanley Cup. And uh, telling a story about visiting the Hockey Hall of Fame with my son Mitch, and he might have been 9, 10, 11. There's a picture of us somewhere in that store, same storage unit. We talked about before. <laughs> and, That's a and, hell of a big and, storage unit. Oh, it is. It is. It's got a bunch of, I guess it's junk, but it's junk that we still lug around and value enough to store. Anyway, he, the picture, Hockey Hall of Fame, uh, summertime, I won't touch it. He doesn't know this. I said, well, you can touch it, but they give you gloves if you want to actually touch the cup so they don't want fingerprints all mm. over it. He doesn't touch it, but the first text after they won it, he goes, Dad, you can now touch the Stanley Cup. And that was so cool. And we got to hoist it after the uh, we got off the buses on the parade route and uh, having a really good time all the way around, And as everyone did. It was uh, really special to be part of it, and I'll always be grateful to the Vegas Golden Knights. A lot of people will say, or you'd assume uh, people would say, I wasn't thinking about anything. I, I blacked out. I just lifted it and euphoric. But I'm impressed by how many people have specific thoughts uh, when they lift that cup. What were yours? Yeah. Uh, again, it was, uh, I, was, I was yelling it 39 years. Wow. It was, that's how long I'd been in the NHL. I got in the NHL at first in 1984. And been uh, lucky enough, and you know, very fortunate enough to be part of it uh, since that time. Uh, in various, as everyone knows, various forms and fashion. Um, I, I just try to find as many ways as I can that they can invite me back to the rink. That's been, <laughs> obviously that's been my uh, modus operandi <laughs> since 1984, from player to uh, a guy inv- involved in ops these days, uh, and lots of things in between. And, and so from that standpoint, that's what I was yelling, 39 years. And uh, very special because that's an awfully long time. Seen it one, never been close. Now I got to hoist it. You have been around it after you retired. And I, I would think after you retire as a player, you can then touch it. Or you can, yeah. why, why not? And, and I don't want to like make this out to it, be. Because you earn it. It's, it you earn the, the right to touch the Stanley Cup, I touched that's, that's it. How, I've touched it like seventy-five times uh, in 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 my lifetime. I I didn't care about that. I w- wasn't lifting it, but I, I'm I'm surprised that you even after you were done playing, you wouldn't touch it. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's how I thought anyway. You know, that, that I hadn't earned the right. This is the closest thing we've ever had to a fight. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I think have we ever? We've never really had a fight before, have we? Uh, no, no disagreements. Yeah, we don't always just we don't we like don't hockey just, disagreements they agree on everything. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that that's true. This, but I feel yeah. like I'm like borderline calling you silly, and I I don't mean to call you silly. I just <laughs> well, you, well not, now it's not borderline. I think no, 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 on the record calling me silly. Um, I'm not saying that it wasn't silly. It's just that for whatever reason, deeply rooted as a kid growing up, wherever it came from. Um, you don't you get to touch the Stanley Cup unless you're part of winning it. And 39 years 
D and 39 years and it happens in Vegas. I know, right? Like, it, get your head around so, that. Yeah, you would have never have thought that way back when uh, you, you had dreams and aspirations as a, to be a player and win the Stanley Cup as a kid growing up in southern Ontario, Canada. No, you're, you're right. It, it's it, it's unbelievable. And part of that journey has been, my, you know, from my own personal standpoint, is going to markets where um, hockey wasn't, you know, the first thing on the list, on the pick list of things to do, things to watch. Mm-hmm. Um Things to be part of, both in Atlanta, even as a player in in, in uh, Los Angeles. Um, you know, it, it's uh, yeah, Los Angeles, uh, Anaheim, Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, I didn't like I used to joke around saying I didn't set out to get my PhD or doctorate degree in non traditional hockey markets. Just that that's the road that uh, was in front of me, and uh, it's been you know challenging, but it's been so rewarding as well. You know, uh, along the way. For for various reasons. Hey, on the subject of the Hall of Fame, I know that we want our buddy Ozzy to get in, Chris Ozzy. Yeah. Uh, but Mike Vernon getting in today, uh, I, I yeah. think that helps Ozzy. I, I hope so. And it's going to be like, you know, look, Rogi Vachon had to wait how many years? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, so I, I find them in those kinds of categories, right? It's like, okay, they were very, very good for a long, long time and have some numbers to back it up and um, you know, I, I wrote about it for when I w- used to write for Sports Illustrated uh, years ago when I didn't know Chris Osgood, but I looked at his numbers. I'm like, okay, so he leaves Detroit, and he's a 30-game winner and makes the playoffs in St. Louis and on the island. And on the island. So he was always a winner, yeah. right? He, was, he, could, he, he would win, didn't win cha- you know, championships with those teams, but they weren't perennial uh, playoff teams, and he goes there, and they, he wins 30-plus games in both locations, and they make the playoffs, and his playoff numbers are better than his regular season record. All those kinds of things that you would go, yeah, because the knock always against Chris Osgood is, um, and Vernon was, was the same thing when he, they won the Cup in 97, uh, the first time in, in years in Detroit. Ozzy's on the bench. Vernon wins it um, as, as a starting goalie. And then the next year, Osgood goes in and he wins it. And they win back-to-back titles in 97 98. Um, but it, it was always, well, they, you know, Osgood always had the benefit of playing on a good team. Well, sort of Ken Dryden. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? I think yeah. you, you, you have to be able to make those saves. Can't have it um, both ways. You can't. Yeah, you can't have it both ways. You know, it's like Aiden Hill. You know, just just won the Stanley Cup. Well, you think, well, he, he had a really good structure in front of him. Yes, he did. But if he lets in a breakaway here, a, a leaky goal there, you might not be having a, a Stanley Cup conversation. That's what it comes down to. So here's uh, and Chris Osgood should be in there because of his personality as much as his 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 game and his performances. <laughs> yes. um, uh-huh. Here's a, I'll let you go after this, uh, but here's a great Chris Osgood story. When he played under Mike Babcock, Babcock would always have the backup goaltender chart faceoffs, and like, nothing annoyed Chris Osgood during the entire hockey career than being told to hold a clipboard. And chart faceoffs, whether your team won, lost, and and the numbers. So, Ozzy figured out that he would, and then Babcock would take the sticky note at uh, at every TV timeout, look at them, and then and you'd see them all lined up behind him. Uh, Osgood would intentionally screw them up so bad that Babcock twice a month would go down there and take the clipboard out of his hand and throw it down the hall. 
Like, and and that's a, like Osgood didn't care who you were. Here's Babcock, who's back in the yeah. league, but a very powerful person, and he didn't care. He was like, "I'm not doing this." <laughs> Are you surprised? And at you that? think, well, no, that doesn't surprise me at all. And and then you think of uh, goalie coach Jimmy Bedard, who was a, you know good friends and a good mentor for Chris Osgood, having to play inter- run interference. So I can just I can picture I can picture the way those. Three-way conversations went. That doesn't surprise me at all. That's a funny story. I hadn't heard that one. That's uh, there's one for uh, free for you. Uh, great uh, catching up. Uh, what time are we teeing uh, off likewise. tomorrow? What time are we we playing tomorrow? Eight fifty. Eight fifty at uh, at Bears. Bears best. best. What are we Look playing for? What are we playing for? Like what kind of match are we playing? Well, we we can play whatever because we're we're playing golf after winning the Stanley Cup, maybe. Oh, we'll have a competition. Who can one up the other person <laughs> with best moment or best picture with the Stanley Cup? There you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, D, you're, you're the best, buddy. Thank you. Hey, Mally, you too. Yeah. There's uh, Darren Elliott, the Olympian. Why didn't you ask a question? Well, you guys were just in such a good flow that I didn't want to interrupt. Yeah, that wasn't really an interview, was it? It was more conversation. Two, two buddies. I, I, yeah. I, I, but see, I... I as someone who tries to be good in this business, I've always found that the best interviews are ones that are just like conversations. Conversation. Yeah. yeah I, that's what I, on the podcast, I call them conversations. Yeah. I never want it to be ask a question, answer it, ask another question. Yeah. Answer I'm, it. Like those, if, those, those are the most boring, and it happens sometimes where it just, I don't know the other person very well, or I'm not into it, or they're not into it. Uh, it just, rolls out that way but and and those are boring as hell yeah i want someone's personality to come mm-hmm. through like i like i think maybe that's why i i click so well with william carlson early on because I, we we would just did you just give yourself a compliment no no i'm just saying like it's it's all on him because he was willing to to engage in conversation what are you and willie doing with the cup oh man we're gonna we're gonna get some aquavit yeah Swedish, Swedish. Have uh, you guys have you guys planned out? Yes, the, yes, yes. Because you'll you'll go for his day with the cup. I'm sure. Oh yeah, I'm flying to Marsta. Oh, is he is he doing it in Sweden? I I don't know, but uh, if he is, well, I'm, you, I'm, you should know. You should find well, that out. We, before, we have to coordinate, be, but before you go there, yes, you should find out whether he's going to be there with the Stanley now, Cup. Now the the nice thing about Marsta, where he's from, mm-hmm. where, is, which part of Sweden is that? It's right outside of Stockholm. It's a suburb, okay. but the main airport, Arlanda, is. Nobody cares about the name well, of the well, airport. When, when you land at the airport, you you can take a bus to the train station and you take a direct like a so a shuttle to the train station. Yeah, okay. but the train station where you get on the bus or where you get on the train is in Marsta. So, oh, it's that I, close to the I've airport. I've actually been to his hometown. Yes, there's hmm. a lot of there's a couple Thai restaurants near the near the uh, the train station. This is there. where this is where you take it just too far. Oh well, well but. I, like it's conversation, I, yes. and then and then you derail the conversation well, by bringing I, up maybe, Thai maybe, restaurants. Maybe people in like Thai food. If if they ever take Marsha. a trip to Marsta, maybe they maybe they want to try Thai food. Uh, let's uh, go through the list of the 2023 Hall of Fame inductees. Uh, that's when we continue. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 13:40 AM. All right, you brought up a good thing because we've been looking at the Canadian kit for the nineteen eighty-four uh, Olympic Games. 
which Darren Elliott was a part of. Yes. The Olympian. And it, they, they played Team USA first game. Oh. Team USA's first game since the Miracle on Ice at the Olympic Games. Oh, wow. Four years later. Yeah, yeah, of four course. Years between, so you'd expect Team USA to be a bit rusty, right? Four years between games? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and Darren Elliott and uh, Mario Goslin won. So that's uh, kind of a claim. Neither team meddled in, in that one. That's a shame. Uh, but uh, but we, we looked at the kit for Team Canada in 1984. It's not bad. No. But you brought up a great idea. We f- we get that outfit, that jacket. Dig it out of storage. storage. Yes. And he wears it on the set, uh, script sports, uh, at some point during next the year, during a, during a season. Then he can retire. A theme night. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. And it's not May- like... Maybe... For Halloween? No, no. I was going to say it's not Halloween. That's disrespectful to the to the rings. Well, I, uh, I was going to say he could he no. could be an Olympian for Halloween. He's already an Olympian. Okay, yeah, he's not really pretending. Yeah. I wonder if I, the, people get tattoos of the rings when when they go. Rick, Ricky Fowler, yeah, yeah, has the rings, and it's it's very popular among Olympic athletes to get the rings as a tattoo. I wonder if he has one. I don't think so. I don't know. Does 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 Darren have tattoos? I don't think so. Yeah. I'll find out tomorrow when we play golf. Yeah, uh, he'll he'll Bear flex and show you his eight fifty. Big match. That was my dream. I wanted to be an Olympian. Olympian or a golfer? Olympian. What what uh, what sport? I was a track runner. Four hundred. That's too far. That's the problem. Oh, too far. Yeah. No, it's it's the right of well. No, it's, it's a sprint too- for four for one lap around the track. Like it's. It's a brutal, brutal race. I know. That's what I mean. It's, it's too far because people are so good at it. You have to run all out. Yeah. For an entire, the 800 is painful. I, 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 ran, I ran the, the four and the eight. is disastrous. Yeah. <laughs> the 100 is, is my specialty. Yeah, because it's quick and it's, over. It's, well, it's not as quick when I do it. Well, yeah. But, but at least it, yeah, you're done. Yeah, the, 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 the problem is the event that I happen to be good at was an event that the U.S. has an overabundance of. It didn't of. matter. It didn't matter which country you grew up in. You weren't going. No, no. Oh, well, I, I've looked at, at Olympic times. There's definitely countries I would have been an Olympian. There's no chance. Yes. You would, not a I, chance. I was, I was sub-50. There's, there's no way you would have made the Olympic Games no matter where you grew there were, up. There were countries. Okay, I, I want you to show. You don't have to do it today. Okay. But I want it done by the middle of next week. What do you want? And if if it doesn't happen, then you automatically fail. <laughs> but I want you to show me your time. Okay. And I want you to show me a time in the Olympic Games that you would have beat. I, I, I will have to I, dig through the Chapman archives. I don't know how much of that stuff I still have. But I want, otherwise, you are just full of hot air. I, I have to I There's have to do no some digging. Way Chapman that you were ever posting times that not were not for the United States re- or Canada. No, I, no, no. I mean anywhere in the world. There there were people the, I would have beaten. The worst Olympic time ever recorded in the <laughs> four hundred is still better than any time no, you ran. No, it's not. Okay, no, no. Then then you have to prove it to me. Okay, I I will I will find something from. The, the time machine. If you don't, you're full of hot air. No, I'm not full of hot air. I just don't know how much of that stuff I have saved. There's n- old newspaper clippings from 25, 30 years ago. It's this is the Olympic Games. Yeah. There's not a chance that the guy sitting across from me doing a hockey show <laughs> in June 
would have qualified for the Olympic Games. I, I know because I look at the times I every year. I watch you walk in and out of here. Yeah, 30 years later. You are not an Olympic athlete. 30 years later. I certainly wouldn't have been an Olympian for the United States. I wasn't even top 100. No, you were not top 1,000. Uh, might be a stretch. Again, this is on you. I'll have to see what I can you, find. You prove it to me, I will eat it. Okay. All right? All right. But I, you have to show it. I, I, I'll have Otherwise, to get in contact with some people and see if they still have anything. Week, by the middle of next week, I am going to take you down <laughs> by calling your bluff. Okay. All right? Let, so, I'll, I'll see so, what I can so, find. So it's up to you. You came up with the statement that you have ran better times than have been posted in the Olympic Games in the 400. Right? Yes. Yes. If you do not offer me proof of this, because if you were running times better than have been posted in the Olympic Games, there has to be proof because you had to have some kind of level of success where there's proof. If you do not show me this and prove this to me, I am taking you down and it will not be quick. You can, it you will can, be long and painful. I am looking. I, no, I will no, see no, what I can find. Don't, don't distract yourself from the no, program no, no. right I, now. I, right? I will see what I can find. Do not distract yourself. You've got a, you've got basically a week. <laughs> okay. Next Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. And I want proof. I will find I'll, it. I'll be in, I, Nash I, I, I'll will... be in Nashville uh, at the National Hockey League draft. Okay. So I will need proof sent to me. And if it doesn't happen... The people now know what's going to occur. And if it does happen, yes, I will eat it. Okay. I will bow down to you and say congratulations. I, I will see what I can find. And it's not the, the worst time in 1920. No, no, no. Recently. It, it, Recently. It has to be somewhere from your... I'll give you two games. What was your, what was your like, peak? The fastest? No, no, no. Uh, of your uh, what? What year was the peak of your athletic? Like ninety-five to ninety-seven. Okay, so I'll give you nineteen eighty-four and okay. on. Okay. All right. All right. From from the nineteen eighty-four games, which actually works to your advantage. Yeah, because there, there were no boycott. no Russians. Yeah. Yeah. That that works to your advantage. Okay. Nineteen eighty-four and on. The worst time. If you. Show me that you ran faster than that worst time. Good on you. Okay. And I I will I'll come up with something to, to give you. Okay. In, in some whether it's not bugging you for a month to start next season or and, and I'll also eat it. But if it doesn't How about how about boy, a Bournemouth oh scarf? We're, we're, sure. I'll get okay. a Bournemouth scarf. All right. Yeah. I will find but, it. But you know what? I'll do more than that because that's too easy. Okay. Uh, you deserve more than that. Okay. If you actually d uh, did this. I will see and what I, I can think find. That, I don't think that there is a chance on my mother's headstone that you... Oh, don't say that would, now. I don't think that there's a chance. And my mom would say the same thing. Okay. So... She's never been a fan of yours. Never. Uh, well, I mean, I'm not. I'm, I'm an acquired taste. I'm not for everyone. Yeah, but I understand. She passed so long ago, she had no idea what this <laughs> Uh, we'll come back and we'll set up our number two. We got a special guest coming up. Ashley Vice is going to join us. All right. Uh, she is going to, uh, you, you'll have to chime in with her. 
you'll have to participate in that conversation. Okay, right? I can do that. Yeah, not not full participation. No, no, no. But, but jump in. And yeah, out. she's uh, my bud, so yeah, we she, can have conversations. Uh, well. You think you're buddies. We'll find out whether you're actually buddies. I think I, yeah. We'll set up hour number two in the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Waller. Big controversy going on in the studio. The air conditioning right now is a little bit wonky at the studio. So everybody's got their doors open. And there's like 15 radio stations going on right now. This is the coolest. Coming from where I did in in Canada, this is the most mind-boggling setup from a cool factor. Like, it's really neat that I walk out our studio door and there's control rooms for five other radio stations. Yeah. Right across the hall, down the hall, and then uh, across the the sidewalk, there's four more. Uh, Down the hall to the right, there's two more. Like yeah. It's it's what? How many how many radio stations are actually here? Well, there's four sports stations. Five, if you include ESPN Deportes. Yeah. Um, there is a rock rock station, classic rock station, and then a uh, I think it's called Banda, which is like a, a Mexican style music. What's the What's the radio station right across? Uh, Comp ninety two point okay. three. And then there's another uh, music station. Yeah, the point ninety seven one. All right. So, so that, Lauren that, Bond, big Golden Knights fan. So we got we, we got some air conditioning uh, issues, challenges. So we've all, all got our doors open. Yes, fiasco. Yeah, and you gotta kind of keep it together. Now Chapman doesn't know this, but well, he knows that I propped our door open to get some airflow going through. But the guys over at ESPN also had their door open. He didn't know that, and he erupted and started clapping. And yes, because he thinks he's found a time. He thinks he's found a time to show that he could have run in the Olympic Games. And Ari poked his head around, and he's not happy. No, he's, he's angry. He's yeah. angry. And I don't know what Cofield's oh, he's, feeling he's, right he, now. He's always angry. But, so. but he, I'm thinking, is not happy. The only no. person that's pleased with you is Adam Hill. Because he likes seeing everybody else get riled Yes, up. yes. He like, he so enjoys the chaos. We'll see if we can mend some fences here, and then we'll come back with Ashley Weiss. And next on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Stay with us.